First time car buyer, did I make a bad financial decision? 29-year-old, $88,000 annual salary, $1,131 in rent in Bay Area, California. Had a 2003 Honda Accord V6 that I bought for college for a little under $7,000 with 130,000 miles. Had it for eight years now with 250,000 miles. The Honda was getting old, so I needed needed a new car. Edit, the engine recently been leaking oil, causing a burning smell. The AC heater also stopped working two years ago, and the passenger window stopped working. The Honda was not traded in. Yesterday, I financed a 2024 Subaru Impreza Sport for about plus additional four-year warranty. Out the door at 6.9% with 10K down, $471 for monthly payments for 66 months. Hold on. How many years is 66 months? Hold on. Tools, calculator... 66 months divided by 12, 5.5 years. Oof, oof. That's horrible. This is my first big girl purchase, and I'm feeling some buyer's remorse and losing sleep over this. I feel like I could have done a whole lot better with prices. I tried to haggle, but ended up just accepting what was offered. I have no idea what kind of emoji face that is. It's like a frustrated emoji face, like... Kind of thing. After experiencing this, I feel like I went into it super naive and too nice. I know that I can't undo or return the car, but any suggestions on how I can make the situation a little bit better besides refinancing? For example, is it worth trading selling it later? Is it better to just keep it and pay it off in the long run? Did anyone get a lower out the door price, etc.? Any suggestions help? I do like the car as it has everything I want, but I can't help but feel like it wasn't the best financial decision. Edit, thank you for everyone who's been chiming in, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, so let's check this out. So the reality is, obviously, yes, this is like a bad financial choice that this individual went into for many reasons, and let's break it down, right? One, this individual bought a brand new car when they really didn't have the money for it. Two, they got extended like warranty, which is basically the car company's way of actually making money and just like milking you for everything that you have. She had a horrible interest rate at 6.9%, right? She's having to pay a debt for almost six years, right? And basically, she knows that she bought too much car and probably got sold a car that was like marked up and she knows it which is you know why she's feeling that remorse and all that kind of stuff right but here's the thing that people need to understand like technically speaking right spending $35,000 on a car when you're making $88,000 is not completely out of line like typically the general rule of thumb when it comes to like um what, like, how much car can you really afford to have? 
based off your salary is typically about 50%, but the reality is no one should really be at that, but that's basically like the maximum before you get car poor. We're like, we're like where literally the car is causing you to become poor, right? So $88,000 divided by two is about 44, well, it is $44,000. So technically it's under the 50% range. That being said, it's still not great, right? So to put it into perspective, so $35,000 divided by 88,000. It is like basically this car is at like 39.7% of her annual income. So she's kind of like spreading herself pretty thin. And obviously she couldn't really afford this car because she put money as like a down payment, but nothing else. Like she didn't just like buy this car outright, meaning she didn't have the money, which means that technically speaking is too expensive for her. Like if you don't have the money to buy the car, don't buy the car because you don't want to be paying a really bad interest rate on a car that is going to go down in value. Like, And here's the thing, right? Personally, I am very against debt. I try to push people always to like get out of debt and stay out of debt, but I'm not technically against using debt to make money, right? Like, But it has to actually make sense. Getting into debt to buy things that will 100% go down in value just blatantly doesn't make sense, right? Like, if she were to put, like, down like a down payment on to, like, a condo or, like, a home and rented it out, okay, I, like, I can, like, understand that a lot more, but, like, doing this with the car, not great. That's, how, like, that's why, like, anytime... It, deals with like car purchases I really prefer people to just buy the cars outright so that one they could just burn that money like out of their mind like they don't got to think about it ever again right because like imagine you buy a car that you know you can't really afford and then it starts getting like bumps and scratches a tire blows out something goes wrong with it someone dings it someone hits it right or in my case, deers just jump into the car, right? Like, you're going to feel pretty bad if you spent too much on a car that you can't really afford and something bad happens to it due to no fault of your own. So it's, it's a pretty sad thing. So, yeah, if you do go and try to go and buy a car, make sure that you can buy the car in cash. And honestly, probably don't even deal with like car salesmen because they're going to try to just milk you for everything. And especially their finance department will try to sway, uh, say pretty much sweet words to you to convince you that you're getting like all these like bells and whistles if you sign this like warranty thing, this extended warranty thing for the car. But really, it's just like one big financial scam against you. Because what people need to understand. When it comes to like any form of insurance, especially car insurance or warranties, because that's basically all it is, the reason why they offer that option to you is not the kindness out of their heart. It's because they know that they can make a profit off of you, right? 
because it's all done by like statistics where like they know okay if we sign up a certain amount of people like for like however many years on this warranties and whatnot kind of stuff we could probably end up making this amount of profit and so do this enough times we're going to make a good return right like, like it's just like a numbers game to them and they don't really view as like a person they just view as like another notch on the scoreboard because the more notches on like oh yeah getting the warranty that means like oh yeah we're making actually some good money like so just it's just something to think about like the warranties there's pretty much no reason for it especially if you got car insurance like what's the like think about it what is the point of paying two different insurances that serve basically the same purpose, right? It doesn't really make sense. Because Also, because in most states, you legally have to have car insurance, which will pretty much cover anything that goes wrong with the car or that might end up happening to the car due to no fault of your own. Like, you know, the road hazards, all that kind of stuff, hail, rock chips, windshield brakes, all that kind of stuff. So there's really no point into um, buying an extended warranty. The only time that I think that like buying like an extended warranty might be actually worth it to you is if you are buying a pre-owned basically like supercar for dirt cheap that has not been modified... <laughs> So that in case something happens to the engine, everything will be okay. That's the only time that I could see where that would make sense. And the reason why I say that is because depending on like the supercar that you get, the engine itself might actually be more expensive than the purchase price of the actual car. Or be like 60% of what you spent on buying that pre-owned car, which is usually not the case for like just buying used cars in general, but I'm talking specifically for like um, pre-owned supercars. Like for example, I saw a video of a guy who bought like an old McLaren MP12C or something. Like it was like the very first McLaren, like one of the very first like production model McLarens, which looked pretty nice. But the problem is, with those specific McLarens, they had a lot of engine issues. So when the guy bought it, he bought it for, like, I don't know, like 50% of the original MSRP, so super dirt cheap. But these engines were so expensive to fix, so he bought it only because the, like, the person that he bought it from had an extended warranty attached to that car. So technically, this new buyer bought the car that came with this extended warranty just in case something happened. And basically, like a month or like two months later, the guy's engine, the one that just bought it, blew up. Like the engine completely just basically exploded and it was able to get fixed, but like basically like it went completely kaput. So it's like one of those like really rare situations where having an extended warranty makes sense. But for like these everyday cars, these normal cars, like a brand new car, really doesn't make sense. A pre-owned one, maybe, depending on the model, how expensive it is. But like you're buying a brand new car that already has a warranty on it. Because that's something to think about it too, right? 
a lot of these cars that you buy brand new from the dealership, like these 2023, 2024 models, they already come with like a minimum warranty, right? I think it's up to like, depending on the model and whatnot, it can be anywhere from like 50,000 miles to like 100,000 miles or like five years to 10 years of basically if something happens to like the powertrain or engine, they will repair it, right? Like they already have that included because it's pretty much not going to happen. <laughs> so it's just something to think about. But yes, this person did make a bad financial choice in buying this car. So let's see some of these comments. So once you buy a new vehicle, the way to get the most bang for your buck is to have the regular maintenance done and drive it until the wheels fall off. If you can get 200k plus miles out of, a, out of the Subaru in the long run, it wasn't a bad decision. Enjoy your new set of wheels. Like in the long run, it's not that big of a deal. But the reality is, it's the opportunity cost. And what I mean by that, she bought something that is going down in value every single time that she uses it, every single day that she doesn't even touch it, it's going down in value. And she's making payments on it every single month, plus the car insurance, plus the maintenance, right? So everything combined, she's probably like, it's probably costing her like close to like $800 a month, $900 in, like per month, but you got to also factor in the loss of value in the car. So if she were to put that money instead to like the S&P 500 or real estate, she could basically be costing herself millions of dollars in retirement. So that's the way that I view it. Like, like she's buying a car, which is going to go down in value. And she got it on debt. Let's see. $471 monthly for a brand new car at $88,000 salary is pretty solid. Just enjoy that you have a new car and try to drive it forever. Again, even though technically she could pay for it, it doesn't mean that it's not spreading herself thin. Let's see. Extended warranties are generally not worth it. You may be able to cancel that, throw one two hundred per month into a high yield savings account. By the time your actual warranty expires, you'll have a pretty decent amount to cover repairs, and by the time your drivetrain warranty, usually longer than the bumper to bumper expires, you'll have somewhere between six and twelve grand. Difference is if you don't need hugely expensive repairs, you keep the money. So let's see, this is kind of interesting. So this person says car sales people are decent at their jobs. So this person says, I used to work in sales. We can be very convincing, man. I had people pulling out their credit cards, handing them to me all the time. Like they were extremely confused, almost didn't even want the product, but handed their cards over like nothing. 
I'm still baffled by it to this day. The ability to convince people to do things they know isn't right. Man, I loved working in Hollywood. Yeesh. Girl, you posted on the wrong sub if you're looking for peace on a car purchase. <laughs> Crying emoji. Hmm. Hey, feel free to give your thoughts. To me personally, I just wish she would have purchased a car in cash instead of going into debt for this car because there wasn't really like a need for her to go into debt for a car. That's my thing. But the thing is like there's so many people who go into debt for cars that like it's so the norm. Like I think like the average car payment nowadays is over $700. So if you compare that to what she's doing, it's a lot better. But Still, at the same time, this is like 39.7% of her annual income, which is still a little bit scary, right? Like, you're still putting a good amount of money versus your income into a car. That is, again, going down in value. And that, like, that's my main thing. Like, this is going down in value every day. <laughs> and I'm... I like cars. It's just, it's going down in value. 